Hello everyone, I'm Troy Dodds and welcome to this special Western Weekender podcast as we preview the 2023 NRL season with a big focus on the Penrith Panthers. I'm joined by Weekender Senior Rugby League writer Nathan Taylor. G'day Nathan. G'day Troy. Here we are again. We're back. Of course, uh, three-peat on the uh, on the cards. We used to do these season previews, of course, with, uh, with, with, with some hope. Oh, that yeah. things would go well, but we went through some pretty lean times. And of course, these days, um, a three-peat, a very real possibility. All right, let's get straight into it and talk about the 2023 season. Can't do that without capping off the last couple of years and uh, a really special time for the Panthers. These are the good old days. Absolutely. There's been some depressing shows in the past, Troy, but uh, these are the podcasts you want to listen to when, when the team has uh, has won back-to-back comps and are aiming for a historic third premiership in a row I, I, you know everyone says that they can't do it but I think that they certainly do have the the team and the qualities to, to go do it again and, and let's see if they can well we've both uh, had a lot to do with the preseason in the last couple of weeks there's been um, uh, season launches you were unable to attend the season launch yeah, do you yeah. just want to reveal what you were doing at the uh, season <laughs> launch night at all well uh, I managed to have the rare opportunity to see Darren Hayes perform live all oh, these great well. Savage Garden hits um you know, in front of a packed house at the ICC. So, a couple of years' time, he might be the entertainment of the uh, Panthers <laughs> season launch. Be. Uh, but, uh, but aside from that, of course, you've been out with the players and um, uh, getting a, you know, uh, there was an opportunity this week where they went to the local schools. You've chatted with uh, Ivan Cleary. You've seen yep. both preseason trials, of course, uh, yep. the Eels and the uh, World Club Challenge. Um, I'm still getting water out of the year from the uh, World <laughs> Club Challenge. Uh, we'll talk to the NRL about seeding uh, in the future. Uh, but let's talk about the preseason. So obviously a, uh, a, a mixed result because there was victory against the Eels in week one, but a disappointing uh, World Club Challenge result. Yeah, obviously things got off to a, to a great start. Penrith fielded a very understrength uh, side against the Eels a few weeks back. It was a really hot day as well, and uh, it was mostly just reserve grade players, some young guys coming through with, with a smattering of, of guys we'd heard of in terms of Jack Cogger and Zach Hosking. We got to see them for the first time, and, and they they put on a great show. The Eels had a, a few well-known players in there, um, but um, yeah, Penrith managed to, to fire in that game with their understrength team. We got to see some some new blood there and Jesse McLean and and Tom Jenkins scores some great tries, and uh, it was a really good afternoon. But then uh, things turned a bit funny last weekend, didn't it, Troy? In those crazy conditions at Bluebet Stadium. Yeah, look, a really crazy situation, and that all week we were talking about the fact that that we're going to hit almost forty degree temperatures. The NRL were forced to push the game back an hour. We get there, and literally, pretty much as the game begins, the uh, this huge downpour sort yeah. of um, rips the stadium, and it changed. It did change the game. I don't think there's any excuses or anyone saying that Penrith would have you know won the game or anything like that in, in other circumstances but it did change the game and surely changed the game plan because all week it was all talk about the the heat the heat yeah, yeah. and instead we got these um, these conditions that would be more akin to the north of England and uh, yeah. did St Helens want it more in the end uh 13-12 victors do you think that that's true Penrith will never of course say that yeah, yeah. Um, and they've been asked that during the week but. no no I don't I wouldn't say it necessarily they wanted it more I mean, Penrith certainly wanted it as well it was a, a trophy that had eluded them so far in all their um, premiership campaigns and you know speaking to Ivan Cleary this week I spoke to him on Wednesday and that was five days after the game he still said he was stinging from it like mm. I expected him to be like no nah, nah, we're over it it was just you know technically a, a you know hit out for us but no they really wanted to win that and um, yeah I, I think 
it was just a case of of a few things you know the weather you know you can say came into it a bit i'm sure if it was a, a 40 degree night and uh you know st helens wouldn't be used to playing in those conditions i'm sure we would have you know maybe had more energy in the end but um they just looked bigger and, and stronger on the on the uh, on the night and you know Pan- penrith you know that they certainly made it tough for them in the end they they, they came back like they always do and but uh, they sort of just missed out. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't say it was a case of them wanting it more. Penrith was their first hit out for a lot of those guys who hadn't played a game, you know, yet. And I think was, that's a pretty key point yeah. in that, uh, you know, St Helens, even though they had to travel halfway around the world for this game, uh, the reality is Penrith had a, a very limited preseason. Players came back a week before. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got to remember that, you know, this was the first hit out. Very few of those players played the week before. And there was a host of big names out uh, as, as well. You know, Dylan Edwards, Liam Martin, Scott Sorensen, all not there. Yeah. So Yeah, you know. yeah. You're adding new players into the mix as well. As Ivan said, it's going to take a while for, for those guys to, to gel and come into the team. But, um, yeah, you had, a, you had a relatively new fullback there in Crichton at the back who hasn't played much fullback. And then you had a, a whole new second row as well. So... It's um yeah, it made things a little bit difficult, but credit to St Helens, they were outstanding. They certainly surprised everyone, I think, even their own fans on Saturday night. So well done to them. Yes, well in the end, yeah, thirteen twelve, St Helens over Penrith, and that uh, that game the week before Penrith won twenty two sixteen, of course, and that was all part of the NRL's preseason mm. challenge. Now you would have been uh, monitoring the preseason yes. challenge as it was happening, yeah. how many offloads and and all of this sort of stuff. In the end, Penrith finished sixth. In the, uh, in the pre-season challenge, 19 points. Uh, Manly won it, 29 points. They so get the extra 100 grand. Um, and, and the Sharks came second, St. Helens third. Um, we'll just touch on it. Did you find the pre-season challenge at all engaging versus yeah. the the general trials that we see? That, so that Fox had only broadcast trials last year for the yeah, first yeah. time, and now we moved into this challenge. Oh, it was certainly a lot better concept, and I'd definitely back it to, to come back again. Um for sure. It was just obviously it's hard to get into and, you know, a lot of the games didn't feature any of the big names for the most part as well. But um yeah, it was obviously a good idea. It's a bit weird that, you know, manly get a hundred grand just for, you know, winning two trial matches. But I guess that's the that's the concept there. Um but what if that you know, here's a here's an idea. What if we give like the person of the preseason challenge like an extra two competition points Ooh, in the no, NRL? Will that. that bring out more of the big names to play both games or something, you know? We no? can't be doing that. That's the worst idea I've ever heard. Yeah, all right. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll get some feedback on Twitter after this gets posted, shall we? Uh, now, what I found interesting about that was I don't think even the players mm. knew what was going on. Like, in that last trial, Cronulla, all they needed was, you know, a bunch of offloads. They would have got a bonus point. They probably would have won it uh, because they're for and against was Oh, better. right, okay. They didn't even know. Like, you, you could have yeah, sat there yeah, and just yeah. forced offloads for the last 20 minutes of the game and they didn't do it. So yeah. I don't even think half the time that the players and the clubs really knew what was going on. Like, do you think Ivan Cleary <laughs> was sitting there at halftime in the Eels trial saying, look, let's get some offloads, guys. Like, you know, we, I, we have, need some I have no points. idea, but I should have asked him that on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, we should have asked him the big questions. But, uh, look, what did we get out of the preseason? I think in terms of Penrith, I don't think there were any concerns. Um, the one thing we did get was a serious injury, of course. Yeah. Taylor May yep. uh, out for the season. Um he doesn't have the best luck, uh, Taylor May. I mean, he does when he uh, rings Peter Valandis, but uh, but not so much um, with his in- injury front because, of course, he was injured in the, yeah. uh, the Eels semi-final last year, missed the grand final as a result yeah. of it. Ironically, he would have been suspended um, for that game um, had Peter Valandis not intervened and, um, and said he could have these first uh, two weeks instead. Yeah. Um, 
So in the end, Taylor May gone for the year. That's a big hit. It's a huge hit. And yeah, I, you know, people can say what they want about Taylor May, but I, I do feel sorry for him. I'm sure a lot of Penrith fans do because, you know, as circumstances have it, yeah, he probably shouldn't have played in those certain games. You know, Ivan Cleary's giving him a run in the, the World Club Challenge. Just, you know, have him there to hopefully win a, a trophy with the team because he did so much for, for the side last year. He won the Rookie of the Year for, for the Panthers. He scored the most tries during the year. I think it was 16. And um, he had a great, outstanding uh, debut season with the team and um, yeah obviously what he's done off the field is you know in the past but um, it is unfortunate that he's going to miss the entire season before you know a, a real ball had been kicked um, this year uh, apparently he um, it was devastating news for the club he's um, he's doing okay though like the, Ivan Cleary said to me this week that um, he's doing surprisingly well uh, with it all and they're all rallying behind him and he'll see a surgeon next week and, and get the ball rolling in recovery so he'll be back um, he signed for the club for another few more years so we'll see him again but um, yeah we'll definitely miss him out wide scoring those spectacular tries that's for sure just on that um, Ivan also said that at um, there was a function on Tuesday night for sponsors and uh, Ivan said that as well I think Ivan was actually quite surprised at how well uh, Taylor May was handling it because it's obviously a yeah uh, a big hit for a young guy who's already missed a, a premiership. And, and when you actually look at it, like, in the big scheme of things, Taylor May, through two injuries, his premiership window in, for his whole career could close here in theory. You know, like, you could, he could look back and go, well, I could have won the comp in, in 22 <laughs> and had the ring. If we go on and win it in 23, yeah. he could have had it. And then you could go through lean years, as clubs do, things go in a for cycle. Sure. So it's, uh, it, it's a big hit. It's a big um, hit. And he yeah. was obviously there in 21 as well when they were up in Queensland. Yep. He made his debut up there and, you know, he could have, there's a chance he could have featured in a grand yeah, final yeah. then too. So, yeah, unfortunately he's had a bit of bit of bad luck, but he is only very, very young. So, you know, hopefully Penrith are, are still dominant for years to come with him and the team. Now, there's some silly rumours going around that Penrith may go outside of, um, of the club to find a replacement winger for the season. That was never going to happen. Um, we have the depth uh, inside. Now, do you think it'll be Sunia Taruva? Who, uh, who gets named by Ivan Cleary on Tuesday. There's some talk about Jesse McLean, who mm. uh, obviously scored that spectacular try um, in the, yeah. the preseason, although Tarubo was, was involved in that as well, I think. Yeah. Um, who do you think it'll be to replace Taylor May? Oh, look, I think, it, I think you, you know, you, the, the good money's on Sunia Taruva. Um, I think he's got to get that first crack um, just because of the fact that they fought so hard to keep him last year. I know the Dolphins were chasing him. They, they really wanted him. You know, he seems like he's a, you know, hopefully a long-term option in that first-grade team. So I think, you know, judging by the pecking order there, Taruva's definitely the guy to do it. Um, and, yeah, he hopefully can make that position his own now. He's got he's got the whole season, so it's his it's his chance now. How convinced, based on what you've already seen yes. of uh, Taruva, is that he can, he can do it? Because my theory is this. We've seen in the game he played for Fiji, yep. um, the, the mid-season yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, test, yeah, test, we've yep. seen what he can do. Yeah, he's great. But his games for Penrith, I don't know. You know, He probably needs a few more first-grade games under his belt before um, before he really gets a feel for it. Yeah, I don't think we've seen much of him in first-grade, of course. I think there was, a, there was a game or two that he came off the yep. bench as well. So he, he was jumping into a game. But now he's going to start the season there, you, you would think. And um, he's got to make that position his own now, of course. But then if you if you look back to the New South Wales Cup competition, he was, you know, one of our top try scorers in that that comp as well and making teams of the year and stuff like that. He's obviously got the talent, he's got the goods. He just needs to um, you know, play consistent first grade footy and he gets that chance now. All right, now the big question is uh, that everyone's been asking, of course, is uh, how the Panthers survive without Appy Corasau, who's gone to the West Tigers, mm. uh, has been named their captain. 
Hasn't uh, played with them yet, though. Hasn't Got played with them problems. and delivered them a sledge, uh, <laughs> you know, in the at the end of the grand final, um, and has been named captain. But that's how things work at the West Tigers. <laughs> Um, you know, they've also got a coach who probably should be lining up at the retirement home uh, instead of coaching NRL footy. But this is, this is, we'll see what happens over there at the Tigers this year. Um, and of course, Viliami Kikau, who's gone to the Bulldogs, yep. scored a try on his first touch of the ball. And then in, was knocked um, out a few minutes Scholars, later. And then, yep, head off yeah, on it's a, going good for him. On a HIA. <laughs> um, first, let's talk about Viliami Kikau first, because yep. I've written and I strongly believe that um, to be frank, it's a good let go. I think Villiami. Really? Yeah, I, absolutely. I think Villiami, as he gets older, another season in the legs. We drained Villiami kick out last year. <laughs> yeah, we we, we, did, we yeah. threw eighty minute performances out of him, which yeah. is not generally Villiami kick out's role. But we got eighty minutes out of him. Um, another season in the legs. Two premierships down. I actually think we might look back on that one and go, that, "That's okay." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, if you put it like that, sure. But um, in terms of what he did for us, and if you, you're, you know, he's he's irreplaceable. Oh, and I think you know, there's no one like will forever be a Panther. I think you know when you look back on the end of his career, yeah, his highlight period is going to be the period of where, where he's won two grand finals with Penrith. But um, I just think that the best of Billy Army Kicker was probably what we just got. Yeah, and he and he was playing off the back some incredible talent as well at the Panthers for too. Sure. You know, Jerome Luai, all those guys. You know, who gave him the ball a lot, and you know, he was able to do some amazing things for us. But um, yeah, that that could definitely be the case. He could, you know, he'll have some good times at the Bulldogs, but um, you know, might not reach the heights that he will definitely at Penrith. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, let's uh, talk about Happy Coruscant then, because that is probably the bigger talking point. Yeah. That is the, without a question, the bigger talking point of the whole off-season, because Mitch Kenny will get the starting hooker role. Uh, he's very different to Happy Coruscant, and there's probably a bit of criticism out there of, uh, of Mitch Kenny as well. Um, it is the biggest loss. Of course. It's probably one of Penrith's biggest losses in years, mm. Troy. I mean... He came to the club for three years. They made three grand finals. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. he completely turned them around, like from a, you know, essentially yeah. a basket case in that position to, you know, a top team. He, he was, he's huge. He, he, he's going to be a massive loss. Yeah. Penrith were going through periods where we were running, you know, Tiani Katoa and, and Hooker. You know, we had uh, Peter Wallace there for many years, yeah, you know, yeah. on it these last legs. The, we just, the di- there was not a lot of, you know, dynamic stuff happening getting out of dummy half and Happy Coruscant changed that. Mitch Kenny, what what do you think he brings this year that can that can actually prove the doubt is wrong? Yeah, yeah. Look, Mitch Kenny's a, a great guy. He he he's he, he's a tough bloke as well, and he, he believes he's ready for this job. We we spoke to him uh, a week ago now, and um, you know, he believes by his age, his experience now, he's won a grand final. He actually started in that grand final yes, last yep, year, believe yep. it or not. Um, he believes he's sucked everything he can out of Appy. Um, but he, he admits he's a different player to him, of course, and that, you know, things are going to roll a bit different with him on the field. But, um, you know, we just have to back him, I guess, until someone else comes calling. There are some guys coming through, but what, what do you think? Well, let's ask the tough question. No, I'll tell you what. Okay. I'll ask the tough question and then I'll yes. answer it myself as uh, well. Okay. Will Mitch Kenny, if fit, if still be Penrith hooker in week one of the finals? If fit. If fit. Where if Penrith finished on the ladder? Penrith won, won the minor premiership. Well, I, well, I'd suspect he would be, yes. But he could have gone from he could have gone in round twelve. Well, he could have, but I'm thinking that he's he's had a good year and he's he's still there. Okay, okay. You don't think so? I I just have a gut feeling. I like Mitch Kenny as a as a guy. I agree with you. I think he's a he's a good guy. 
Um, I've just got a feeling that, that it, there will be some problems there and, and we may have a forced switch at some point. Ivan might have a tough decision to make and we could end up with someone else in that role. Uh, potentially Sony Luke, who knows? Um, Another player we haven't seen much of either in first yep. grade too. So he's got he's got a big... Um, I would like to see them both there. I'd like, I, think, I don't think yep. Mitch can play a full game. Yeah. Uh, I'd like well, we to... saw actually Jack Hogger play a bit of hooker. Um, yeah, they've the, got that the option as well. Challenge as well. So uh, and they've let's... got and they've got Tyrone Peachy. Like if, yes. okay, if uh, you know Cleary wants to use him as well, they do have some interesting options. They're not you know natural hookers, of course. And neither is Mitch Kenny. He, yeah. he wasn't a hooker either. He was a lock no, coming no. through. We, the system. Well, we use Mitch Kenny a lot in the in the front row. That's right. Uh, in the last couple of seasons. That's right. So yep. who knows? But I, I, you know, I'll put out there the bold prediction. <sighs> That um, I don't know if Mitch Kenny sees out the year. Well, that's why I asked you where did they finish on the ladder? Because if you know they finished on top, they've obviously started well. well Mitch Kenny there, and they're winning games, so they're not. Yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. It. It's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult <laughs> question in that regard, but uh, yeah, I just think I've just got a feeling that um, it's going to be a rough initiation for Mitch yeah. Kenny. And um, Ivan's a pretty loyal coach, but we'll see when he feels he might need to make a, a decision on a or a tough decision there. Uh, you mentioned Tyrone Peachy, so he comes back to the club for a bit of a swan song. He um, does. Didn't have the best time, really, at the Gold Coast or the Tigers. <laughs> no, um, he never really wanted to be at those clubs, did he? No, do, do you think he can make an impact here at the Penrith? I remember when Tyrone Peachy first came to Penrith from Cronulla. I mean, it was one of the, the most exciting signings. Yeah, because he'd uh, only just Penrith. played a couple of games for Cronulla. Yeah. Was, he was very new to the scene, wasn't so he? So the path that he's taken probably isn't the one that he envisioned back almost 10 years ago now yeah, when, yeah, you know, yeah. when all that was happening. But uh, what do you think he can bring this year? Look, um, I think he, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good he's a good signing. He was obviously he, he came um, came to the club through the Charlie Swain Charlie Staines's the swap yep. there with the Tigers. He's got to try in the trials last week too. Yeah, they could do with Charlie Staines yeah. now, believe yes, it or not. Yes, we could. <laughs> we get him back. Um, look, he um, yeah. Look, I think Tyrone Peachy is gonna he's gonna have his moments for the team. I'm not sure whether he's gonna start in round one or anything like that. He hasn't played any preseason as well, so he could be one of those guys that will come in throughout the year, um, you know, for injuries or or, or form or, or things like that. But Ivan did say on the phone the other day that he's 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 in the best shape he has been in a long time. So since he was probably at Penrith, um, so I'm not sure what was going on there at the Tigers or the Titans, but he seems to be re-energized and enjoying life back here he never wanted to leave here as we know it was reports you know just before he went to the titans that he wanted to stay and where the penrith were yep. you know he was going to renege on the deal and um you know if he did he may be a couple of premiership time winner to buy now tyrone but um yeah he's here to stay and and let's see what he can do for us this year let's talk about the pressure of the uh the three peak because i've got a bit of a theory that it, it might be easier to win three than two now, um, oh, that's I've never heard that one. Yeah, yet. This yeah, could be yeah. A, yeah. All right, exclusive. Let's, exclusive. Let, let's see this. Um, my theory just here. Look, I, I understand. I get the whole thing. Right, the NRL era. We've only had now two back-to-back premiers. In in the Roosters did it, of course. Yep. Um, and and the Panthers have done it most recently. And the Roosters didn't back it up in you know for a three. But I feel like the the pressure once you've won the premiership the first time around, the pressure to go back to back is is enormous, is immense. Uh, people are waiting for you to fall over and yep. fail, and you are the hunted. You are the hunted. I feel like in the third year, you've gone from the hunted to now the respected. You know, they you have done it. You have gone back to back. You, yep. you know, you have achieved what you know we tried to stop you doing from last year. Yep. And 
going for three is not that much different in going for two in terms of the pressure, in terms of the, you know, we've got to back up what we did last year. And so you are far more experienced now in, yeah. in trying to back up what you did yeah. the previous season. So I actually think it's harder to get that second premiership than it is to get the third. So I'm not that concerned about the whole no-one's won three comps in, in you know, 40-odd years yeah, yeah, scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm really not that concerned about that because I think also if you go back in time to teams that did win three premierships in a row and whatever, um, and teams that won more than that, the Dragons, you know, yeah, the famous yeah, yeah. 11 premierships, eventually you reach a point where you are so good and you are so respected and so feared that, you know, you just expect to win yeah. and you constantly win. So there you go. There's my theory for, for you. For sure. And that's a good theory. I mean, if they've certainly got the side to do it. They're all still in their primes. All these players are still yep. playing international football. They're still playing, you know, state of origin football. So they're all... They're all in the prime of their careers. So, you know, the only thing that could probably, you know, halt them in, in winning a three-peat is, is there is an unfortunate injury to mm. one of those big players and they just can't cover that. Um, but in terms of, yeah, of course, they've lost a, a couple of big guns as well. But, you know, you've still got the Nathan Cleary, Isaiah Yo, Fisher-Harris, Luai, Edwards. You've still got those guys. You've got Crichton for another year. You've got some excellent, um, excellent stars there that you just don't see them, you know, falling off at any time soon. So... And in terms of desire, I look at it just this from a fan perspective. Yeah. So over the the summer, you go, oh, what a great off-season this is. Once you've won the comp, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a much better off-season. It's great. You buy you know, all the gear, yeah, you get your yeah. frame and all your pictures. You yep. buy all your gear, you get the best. <laughs> no matter what anyone says to you yeah. at the pub, on Twitter, or whatever else, you got the trophy. You're like, <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, that's, yeah. that's the story. <laughs> um, and, and it feels like a shorter off-season because you've gone all the way to the end. You know, you've got a yeah, grand yeah, final yeah. and whatever else. But then you sort of start to go, oh, maybe it doesn't, you know, do we do we really want to win it as much? Like, of course you want to win it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't feel the same way. When Lewis Dodd kicked that field goal <laughs> in the World Cup Challenge, mate. my mate, I suddenly realised, no, 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 the, the, the desire to win is, is still, still very much 100%. Oh, yeah. And surely that must be for the players as well. Like, no player goes into the season, surely, and goes, well, we've won it the last two years. We, we'll put the brakes on a little bit yeah. here. The desire to win remains. Oh, absolutely the desire. You saw how gutted they were after the game. They were just, you know, obviously it was a tough match and they haven't lost many of those in a long time. And, and you could just tell that they, they wanted to win that and that they, they still want to win. You know, as Lou, I said um, this week in one of my stories, like they're forever motivated. Every time he puts on that black jersey, they just want to win. So that's an excellent attitude to have. And Ivan said he's seen no signs of, you know, in preseason that the, the side, you know, isn't motivated or anything. And you just think they just want to continue to stay on top they love all the criticism so all these guys yes. and twitter and and paul kent and all these people writing articles saying it. they can't they love it yep. they love it they just that fuels them yeah you know so keep going like keep <laughs> keep smashing them if you want because that's what's going to win penrith more comps before we get into uh devouring the draw um a couple <laughs> of questions around who needs to be better this year yeah um, now I'll, I'll start so you can think about your answer oh, to this okay. one but, yeah, um, but in my opinion it is the man you just mentioned in Jerome Luai yep. so I think Jerome Luai is a great player I think the criticism is unfair um, to be honest with you in everything that he's done in the last two years a best man speech probably is at the top of the list <laughs> of things that he would regret because you know? yeah. I think any of the flamboyant stuff on the field and all of that sort of thing and the celebrations and whatever else that is that is what drives Jerome Luai to be who he is yep. but as he gets a little bit older as, um, you know, he gets a bit more experienced, I feel like we do need to see more out of him on the field. Um, as, as teams start to figure out Nathan Cleary more and is trying yeah, to shut yeah. down Nathan Cleary more, yeah. we need that second option from a playmaker to make things happen. And um, Jerome, 
was that flashy player who yeah. could kind of do whatever because Nathan Cleary's handling yeah. all the game management stuff. But I just feel like we need a little bit more from Jerome Luai in uh, twenty twenty. Yeah, and, and and he admitted that himself this week. He said, you know, we asked him, you know, how, how, what do you want to improve on? How are you going to get better? And he says, I need to take control more. He goes, obviously, I need to help Nathan and Mitch out, um, and I need to get my hands on the ball more and 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 do what I used to do, and that's my strength is to run and and do that sort of thing. But you know, it obviously, would be hard for him because Nathan Cleary's. You know, yep. arguably the best player in the game, and he's playing right next to him. So of course, you know, when those big moments happen, they're always going to go to Nath. Yes. Um, so, but yeah, he admits it himself. That's 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 definitely what he wants to achieve this year and, and try and step up and and do a bit more to help out the team, especially with Appy not there. But um, in answer to your question, yes, I'll uh, be passing this on to the other players when you go out. Yeah, and great. As well, so let me know. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to see Stephen Crichton, you know, put in a big okay. year for us um, this year. It's his last year. Fairly sponsored by Chardon and Abbott Home Loans. Yes, yes, our good friends Jeff at yep. uh, Chardon and Abbott Home Loans, uh, big su- big supporters of us here. But um, yeah, look, yeah, Stephen Crichton would be good to get a good good year out of him. I think we should run him into the ground like we did Viliama Kikau, I reckon. Uh, he, you know, he had a, you know, a bit of a terrible uh, mm. World Club Challenge game. Yeah. I know he wasn't yeah. in his usual position, but um, he didn't play well at all um unfortunately he did you know get the ball knocked out of him in that uh you know where it led to a field goal which which lost them the game so hopefully he can step up you know it was a few years ago he was leading the try score for yeah, us yeah, yeah. you know he was he was devastating but he hasn't yeah, well he's a big game try scorer of course he scored tries in he both is, and he is and he is and, we'll, um, and Penrith fans will forever be grateful for what he's done for the club and he's clutch he did you know he did yeah. got a field goal for Samoa in the yeah. in the world cup as well like he can do some pretty crazy things but yeah. it'd be good to see you know, some more of him, some more flashy stuff of him this year, considering they've lost, you know, Taylor May now and, you know, they've got some issues there. But um, he, he would definitely be one. It'd be good to see Brian Toto get into some form again as well this year. He obviously had the injury last year. He was out for a little bit of time there. Yeah. But he um, he came good towards the end, you know, scoring some great tries in those finals. You know, we really saw the best of him. But it'd be good to him to have a full season uh, back on top as well because we're going to need his carries out of, um, you know, out the back there. All right, well, we'll pass that on to Critter and also to uh, Brian Tao <laughs> as do. well. Uh, all right, let's have a look at the draw as we continue to preview the season. Round one at Blue Bet Stadium in Lemon Grove. It is the Panthers <laughs> and the Broncos on uh, Friday, the 3rd of March, 8.05 p.m. kickoff. Um, Look, it's a bit of a weird first up encounter for me, like the Broncos, you know. Yeah, like it's not, it, that's some... a mid-season game usually, yeah, isn't it? Um, I'm expecting still a, a massive crowd, obviously, there for the opening game. Uh, we do expect everyone to be fit. The Broncos are an interesting one. Uh, they obviously fell dramatically out of the top yeah. eight last year towards the end of the finals, so they've got something to prove. Um, often, Premiers can struggle in uh, in round one. What do you yeah. think is going to happen here? Oh, look, you, you know, you'd have to back Penrith in this one. Um, obviously, the Broncos, you know, have obviously got a good side, you know, this year as well. But, um, you know, you've got to cast your mind back to, to last year when we played Manly in round one, also mm-hmm. strange opponent. Yep. Um, we had no Nathan Cleary, a Chorno Sullivan running yep. the show, and, and we were all a bit worried that game. Like, what's going to happen here? Like, But Penrith ended up just dominating from, from start to finish in that one. I think they they, they won that one quite, quite well. But um, in this one as well, you know, you've got to expect, what, at least 20,000 20, there on Friday night? Well, there should be. There's no reason for there not to be. You know, for, uh, pending it's, it's it's good weather and that sort of thing, you know, you, you have to expect a big crowd and they always thrive under big crowds. They want to make up for losing to St. Helens, you know, a couple of weeks earlier as yeah. well. So, oh, Penrith will definitely um, be massive favourites in this game, you'd have to say. Uh, Broncos, yeah, they'll put up a good fight, but 
You'd say uh, Penrith will be starting the season with a win, right? I would think so. I'm uh, definitely tipping the Panthers. But let's have a look at the um, the draw itself. So mm. uh, we do kick off with two home games. Um, yes. Uh, Panthers, Broncos, and then we follow it up the Thursday, the 9th of March, with a clash against the Rabbitohs, who Penrith have just dominated in the past they have, six or yeah. seven years. Uh, and so many big games. Grand finals, prelim finals. Yeah. Um, so that's just... Cannot uh, match match Penrith. <laughs> uh, we have a buy in round three. Yeah, curiously placed. Very early. I would think that if you're Ivan Cleary in the team, you're looking at that. It's probably not when you want the buy. Yeah, look, you know? it's it's a, your season with three buys, right? Yeah. So you've got to spread them around eventually. Maybe this will help them in a way in terms of they have had a short off season. They can just you know get a little bit you know more prepared mm. as as they enter you know sort of the uh, the next stage of the comp um yeah obviously it's not ideal to have one straight away but uh you know we've when you got when you got three buys you've got to spread them around at some point so now the grand final rematch comes up on uh, Thursday the a lot uh, of Thursday night matches here yeah, there's a lot of Thursday night games going to kick on. off the season uh Panthers obviously uh, now of, of interest to the uh, the free to air broadcasters as well. So you've got Channel Nine showing Penrith's first Every three week. games. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting. The grand final rematch. There'll be a lot of talk about that. Um, that'd be a game that if you were to look at, you know, how things often work out, that Para could win that game. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, they get their little revenge. I mean, they don't get a trophy or any premiership rings, but good on you. you <laughs> one round um, we then go for a road trip to Canberra. It's a pretty standard draw from there. Yeah, uh, the Anzac again. round, Penrith actually kicks off the Anzac round against South Sydney yeah. at Core Stadium. Um, the venue, of course, uh, where Penrith won last year's grand final, where they beat South in the prelim final yep. the previous... Um, they have a good record at Acor, don't they? Yep, um, in 2020 that was. And, of course, last year we beat South on a Thursday night at Acor Stadium with Latrell Mitchell doing push-ups on the halfway line when South scored. Like, and it was to win the minor premiership, too. To win the minor premiership. Yeah. Liam Martin um, yeah. scored the uh, the match winner after, I think, dropping the ball two yeah. or three times over, over the, the line. line. Yeah. Uh, we are wearing the Anzac jersey. Got released um, yesterday, didn't which, it? Uh, which has had a mixed reviews, I would say, online. Uh, the, oh, you've seen some uh, feedback, I've seen we? some feedback. Um, <laughs> look, I... You know, what's, the, what's everyone's beef? I just think they don't think it's as, um, as striking as it could be. It's obviously oh, quite yeah. a subtle Anzac jersey. It is the away strip, um, yeah. but it's been switched into a... Yeah, so it's um, basically last year's design, right? It's yeah, very similar. Just sort of switched, and which is very subtle. Like if You would have to, I think, put on your glasses to see the Anzac relevance <laughs> to it in some ways. Right. But look, I think people... Let's not forget, Penrith pioneered. Like Penrith's Anzac jersey from, yeah. uh, I think it was 2015 or somewhere around yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. It was, was very amazing. I actually think, um, you know, I'll just keep throwing out the controversial views here. <laughs> okay, go for um, it. Because I am... And look. Here we go. I am very, very... Um, respectful and I love Anzac Day. It is very, very important yep. to us. But sometimes I look at the NRL's Anzac rounds and like this is Thursday the twentieth of April and we will be having the whole jerseys, the whole Anzac ceremony. Oh you have the bugle out. Look, sometimes mm. I just think that that stuff should be reserved for the day. For the day itself. Yeah. yeah. If you're an eight game a week watcher like me, by the time you get to the eighth Anzac ceremony of the round <laughs> Yeah. You know, I've yeah, already yeah, been to the dawn yeah. service as well. I don't, I don't know what you think, but I just think... Oh, look, it, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got to, you know... I mean, it can technically be a bit overkill in it, eight, eight games. It would be just perfect if it was just on that, that particular mm. day. And let the teams wear the jerseys if they yeah, like. Yeah, like they're absolutely. Still, they're still nice jerseys, and he's still respecting the, you know, the defence force and things like that. But, yeah, obviously it can get a bit of a bit, you know... Um, 
too much. Honestly, it could be a bit draining. It uh, can when be. you're doing it on the Thursday night, five days before Anzac So when day. is, what, what day will um, Anzac Day be? The Thursday the 25th, which will be the Tuesday, I guess. So Tuesday, uh, oh really, that's a, yeah, long, so that's a long round. That's a very long round. So you'll have the Dragons and Roosters, uh, and I presume the Storm and Warriors, they're the sort of uh, potentially playing on Sunday. We'll, we'll check that. Yeah, okay. Um... But yeah, so then, anyway, that's the Anzac round. There's my controversial opinion for you. Um, and I mean, no disrespect, of course. No, because we, well, no, we no, handle no. Anzac Day, um, you know, the weekend takes, you know, huge respect on Anzac Day. We do, but we love it. It's just a, uh, yeah, just a thing, thing I've been looking at interestingly in the last um, the last couple of years. Uh, just to confirm that, yeah, Roosters Dragons on Tuesday, wow. the 25th of April. Um, and then the Storm and the Warriors on Tuesday, the 25th of April. So for those doing tipping competitions with a Wednesday 8am deadline, uh, like us here at the weekend, and that'll be very interesting. So you'll have a team list Tuesday, I presume. And the games will still and be two happening. two games are still not happening. Yeah, that's very so, unusual. Wow, um, that's five days of footy. Yeah, sensational. Uh, Penrith head to Bathurst in round nine, take on the West Tigers. Um, so that'll be a, a, a good opponent, I think, to take to, yeah, to Bathurst. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that'll There's... be a, another sellout. Yeah, obviously you've got some, um, you've got some, you know, a bit of bit of blood there now too with Appy over at the Tigers. You've got Charlie Staines there as well, so it'd be good to see those guys again. But um, we're gonna have to make the two hour trip to Bathurst to to yep. be able to do that. It's a shame because that would have been a a, a huge match for you know for the Western Sydney. Yeah, um, you know, I, I'd love to know the theory behind all of that. But I'm happy enough that we give Bathurst quality games. Like sometimes, but what clubs can they fit take... in Bathurst? What six thousand, seven thousand? Yeah, 000? true. But sometimes clubs take. You know, they're, they're lower-performing matches yeah, to reach. we've done that before, years. too. Uh, I like that we're taking the Titans. Yeah, we've there. taken the Titans um, there before. I mean, we could be taking the potential wooden spooners there, so it's, it might not be a blockbuster. <laughs> uh, the following week is Magic Ground, which I find intriguing in that uh, Penrith's still not returning to New Zealand. So um, the Panthers, of course, were scheduled to play the Warriors um, on the year. big return to Mount yes. Star Stadium last year. It got put off yeah. um, because sort of the, those COVID restrictions were still hanging around. Um, this year... The Warriors' home game against Penrith is Magic Round, <laughs> oh, no. um, which will be at Suncorp Stadium Saturday afternoon in the three o'clock slot. Ooh. So we'll see how we go at Magic Round. It's a bit of a dead slot, that one, isn't it? Um, yeah, it is. We had a good Magic Round win last year. We did. Against Melbourne. Um, yes. I know we lost. I remember the, the Magic Round we lost to the West Tigers is yeah. one to forget. But, yes, yes. Um, big one on the Friday, the 12th of May, uh, Panthers Roosters. There's going to be a lot of talk about this because it is the 20th anniversary of the 2003. Grand Do you know final. if the club's doing anything um, for that? Well, of course, we've got the special jersey this year. The jersey does yes. reflect the 2023. There is no question that there'll be something going There'll on. be a parade yeah. or something, like a, a you know tribute. Yeah, there'll be a tribute. you've got the little banner there for the 10th yeah, that yeah. they hand out yeah. at the 10th um, anniversary yeah, 10 years ago. On. So yeah. maybe they'll do they, another one. Oh, they should. Hopefully they do. Cool. Some, they've got, how long have they got? Three months. You've got people like me who will buy it. So. They've got three months to yeah, <laughs> put their yeah, orders yeah, in yeah. China. That'll be one of the big games of the season, I reckon. And that corresponding fixture last year was a bit controversial. Controversial too. Trent Robinson had a bit of a whinge mm. after, after that game. Yes. Um, we've got a rare Sunday night fixture. I thought I'd mention that one. Uh, Panthers, Dragons, Anthony Griffin. Will he still... This is another tough question for you. Yeah. Will Anthony Griffin still be in charge of St. George and Lawara when they venture to Lemon Grove on Sunday the 4th of June <laughs> at 6.15pm? No. Oh, yeah. you're calling I don't think. I don't hooked. think so. I think Hook's got... He's, Hook's got about six weeks in him. <laughs> And if they've they've lost, you know, most of their games in that six weeks, then yeah. well, I think they do open with a bye, so they'll win round Okay, one. <laughs> sure. I think Hook's done, to be honest. So you think it'll be a caretaker coach bringing uh, the uh, I think so, unless unless something crazy happens and they manage to shock everyone. 
I haven't seen what their draw is. I don't know who they play yeah. in the first, first 14 rounds. But, um, look, uh, yeah, it's he's, he's more of a chance of not being there than being there, put it that way. Why are we playing on a Sunday night in the middle of winter? Like, what's going on there? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Because those uh, usually those Sunday night fixtures finish. I reckon there may be a public holiday on Monday the 5th of June. Oh, Possibly. So that's my, maybe really? why we throwing a... Uh, let's have a look. That so wouldn't be the King's birthday, would it, that early? The, ki- the King's birthday? Um, why not? I think it could uh, be. I don't know. Uh, let's fire early. up the, uh, the old machine. Oh, just showing you a Sharks Cowboys game from around 11. Great, you know. great podcasting. <laughs> Good radio. Bear with us. <laughs> um... No, you might be right there. It might, it's probably around origin time, but yeah, why? Oh, we've actually got a two o'clock kickoff. Oh, there's no Thursday fixture, so it must be origin related. So there's no Thursday night game, probably okay. due to origin being on the um, the Wednesday. Uh, yep, origin's on Wednesday the 31st of March. Sorry, 31st of May. Right. So therefore, there's no Thursday game. Therefore, we and there's a few buys that round few too. Buys. So yeah, we we grab part of a triple header on that Sunday. Uh, Panthers Dragons. Anyway, yeah, we should have researched that beforehand. Thanks anyway. everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, yep, so we've got that Sunday night game. Rare Sunday night game um, at Bluebet. Uh, of course, none of these games should be at Bluebet. We should be at Combank Stadium. Yeah, this was the year this that the bulldozers were went to... We, we went to... go back to a podcast where I said, oh. we will still be at Pedereth in 2023. Really? I'll find the audio because really? I, yeah, I never believed that. Um <laughs> Now, the first game that we play against the Dolphins, I was having a look um, at the possibility of heading over to Redcliffe for this one. Yeah, is uh, that where they KO, play out of? To KO Stadium, yep, they're playing out of Redcliffe. Can I ask a question about KO Stadium? Yep. Like, will Channel 9 promote KO Stadium? Will they be like, you know, live from KO Stadium, or do they not care about Yeah, it? that's very interesting. Well, they should. They, they should. should. It's the so, naming rights, yeah, right? Yeah, we'll have to, we'll see. We'll see that, but... Um, I was looking at uh, potentially going there. There's a couple of rooms left at some of the local motor inns. Um, in <laughs> you on the drive up, are you? Uh, no, I was thinking about flying up. Got okay. a half an hour drive then from Brisbane to Redcliffe. I've done all the research. Uh, they've got a BG. They're big on the BGs. Um, the BGs? They're in Redcliffe, yeah. Okay. Um, I looked up the Redcliffe tourist um, things to do. So I may head there for this one. Uh, it'll be the first time the Dolphins and the Panthers play. Another big question for you. Heading into round 20, will the Dolphins be last on the ladder? And no, they won't. Ooh, okay. The dragons are. Remember? You got the dragons. Okay. <laughs> oh, I think I think it's going to be a battle between those two at, at this stage. I mean, the dolphins. Yeah, God love them. They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll get there in the end. They're not going to do much. The dolphins no. this year. But um, all right. Now then, a uh, big game coming up on Sunday, the twenty third of July, because it's the Panthers and the Dogs. So it'll be the first time. It's the, the first time. Of, uh, That's William a late kick out. Um, now I will point out. That Origin 3 is on the Wednesday night, so this will require players to back up. They probably will five be five days on the Sunday. Uh, but if Penrith don't, you know, who knows where things will be at that time. Yeah. Ivan Cleary has always, you know, masterfully controlled that. But, uh, yep, Cameron Serrato in the opposition coach's box. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a big game. Oh, that'll be an absolutely huge game. Did they only play the Bulldogs once this year? Yes, that's right. So yeah, that's a shame. Week one of the finals, yep. <laughs> Well, you've got them playing in the finals, <laughs> the dogs. Okay, fair enough. No, I definitely <laughs> um, Yeah, it's a shame that they've only got one match-up and we have to wait 21 rounds to get there. I would have liked to see that quite early in the year because mm. it's quite a spicy one. But, um, yeah, the Bulldogs, you know, they've obviously you know, had, a, had a great off-season. They've, they've bought some some really good players. Um, I'm not sure about their depth heading into this year, so who knows what, what players are going to be there in round 21 if they've got any injuries throughout the season. But, um, yeah, it's going to be – it's a great little battle. We've always had that battle now with um, – 
with Parramatta for, for many, many decades. And now we've sort of got a mini one sort of brewing with the Bulldogs with the whole Seraldo, Burton, Kikau, Crichton next year as well, who is, um, you know, who's obviously joining them. So it's going to be a spy. And the Gus, of course. How could I forget the Gus yeah, connection? Gus, Gus looking trim fit. He is, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. wonder what's happened. I don't know. Yep, that's going to be a big game. No question about that. It's part of a uh, Penrith going a three-peat of home games. Uh, we go Dogs, Sharks, Storm. Wow, that's uh, Three huge. weeks in a row. And that Storm game, I'll be watching from the Bulla Bulla Bar in uh, Fiji. Oh, you're uh, heading over to Fiji? Uh, yeah, heading Lovely. over there to catch up with uh, the Panther fans over there. Uh, all right, and Penrith, of course, finish their season uh, with two home games. Um against uh, the Eels on a Thursday night. Um, they wouldn't be happy with that scheduling, the uh, Brian Fletcher and the crew over at the Gleeks mm. Club. They would have preferred a Friday night for that one. Yeah. Uh, and a 5.30 game on Saturday the 2nd of September against the Cowboys. So, that is the draw. Let's ask the all-important question. Where will Penrith finish this season? Um, and then we'll talk about the rest of the top eight. Like you want an, like you want like something like are they going to finish in the top four or do you want like a specific? Uh, where, where do you think that they finish? Oh jeez! The so we won the minor premiership last year, didn't we? We did by four points. By four. Twenty points. wins, four losses. Ooh. Scored an incredible six hundred and thirty-six points. Not the most. So. I'm going to say second. Okay, you've got us finishing second. Yeah, don't ask me who's going to finish first because I don't know. Yeah, look, I'm probably with you there. I actually think Penrith will finish definitely top four. I, I'm going to put them. Um, and gee, I hope it's first or second so we get a home final. Yeah, of course. Um, but I'm actually going to put them in third spot. Right. Um, so so that, that what, you've got... Home final. What have you got there? you got the Roosters or something up there. You, you're one of those believers again. I'm a big believer in the Roosters Every this year. year you say this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a big believer in the Roosters this year. Um, and look, you know what? I think this is going to be one of the... I've got a feeling that this will be the year we see a lot of movement in this top eight. Yeah. Um, because I'll make a very bold prediction for you in just a moment. But, um, okay. but, you know, like, there's a lot of people who would argue that the Sharks and the Cowboys were probably false top four teams last, last year. year. Yeah. Um, Sharks finished second last the year. Sharks finished second. How? Yeah. I always exactly. thought it was the Cowboys. Exactly. I think there was, yeah. Um, Crazy. Yeah. So um, I've actually got, though, I think the Cowboys are a bit of a smoky this year. So I'm going to go Roosters, Cowboys, Penrith for the top three. Oh, okay. Uh, but... A bold prediction for you, and then I'll. Um, yep. You can tell me who any bold predictions you've got in the eight. <laughs> sure. My bold prediction is that Parramatta missed the top eight. Oh no! Really? I've got Parramatta missing the top eight. Um, now I, I have form in this regard. Yeah. And that I, I declared to everyone who listened that Parramatta were going to miss the top eight after making the grand final in 09, and they did. Um, they, they missed it, and I believe they'll miss it mm. in, uh, in, in this year. What, what do you think? What, what, I've actually got South falling out. Is South falling out as well? Yep. Oh, okay, all right. There's big money on that. You've heard it here first, South and Para. All right, I guess I have to say something controversial now. the top eight. Now, if South and Para are missing the top eight, two teams have to come in. Yeah. Um, and I believe that will be Kevin Walters and his Broncos, and I think Anthony Seabold will get Manly back. Wow, okay. There you go. So you don't think the Bulldogs can can make it? No. Well, they'll rise up I a little bit. Will they get better than 12th? I mean, they had seven wins last year. Um, yeah, maybe 11th. Okay, rightio, right. Uh, all right, well, I just keep staring at this one logo. I think the Storm are going to fall out. You got the Storm out? <laughs> that's, that's, could fall, that be worse than your, your pick? Well, no, I don't think so, because I think there are a lot of people who think this is finally the time that Melbourne well, may fall. Well, I mean, they don't have Pappenhausen for what? At least another yeah. couple of months, right? Yeah. Maybe longer, okay? They've lost some... 
well-known forwards to the Dolphins, okay, that are, the Bromwich brothers have gone up there, you know, they've lost some they've lost some talent in the forwards. I know they were ageing. You know, Munster's another year older. You know, you've got Jerome Hughes there, of course. They've got a great halves pairing, one of the best in the game, but what's going on around them? What's yep. going on in the backs? What's going on? The Brandon Smith's also gone yes. too. Yep. Harry Grant's there, sure. Yep. But um, I don't know. I mean, no, they're I just in a Cameron Munster injury away from from some from some trouble there, and you know. So who comes in for? Uh... Uh, who comes in? I think Manly will probably come in, but it all hinges on Turbo. You know, yeah, like yeah. once he's done, it's 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 they're done, sort of thing. Um, I think I think I'm with you. I think the Bulldogs will get close. I don't think they'll make it. I don't know if the Raiders can do it this year. They're very is, ordinary in the trials, the Raiders. Oh, awful, yeah. awful. Yeah. So they they could miss out. I think South will definitely be there. I don't I don't see them falling out. Well, you think they you think they're gone really? Yeah. I think South and Parra missed the eight. Um, but Parra just third. always seem to I squeak those wins that you think they're going to lose. Be snipping this audio and putting it everywhere at the end of round twenty seven. <sighs> yeah. Or not. Okay. Round twenty seven. <laughs> is that how many we got? Yeah, we got twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had twenty five. Yeah, we've got 27 because the three buys. So you still play the same amount of games you used to play. 27. That's why we've started so early. Yes, that's why we play a week earlier. Yep, so we can start the grand final. And this is going to be like a permanent thing now? This is it. We're always going to start on my birthday every year. We'll start on your birthday every year. Excellent. Okay. Yep, happy birthday. (laughs) All right, well, look, that is it. just a quick note on coverage this year, of course, Extra Time is back uh, next week. You'll get mm. it every week. You can pull it out of the Western Weekend. Uh, we've got a lot of great content this year. We've got all the usuals back, but we've also got some new features. We've got a, a cheerleader of the week. You've got your Who Am I? Yes. you put a lot of effort into I have. I was compiling I? those yesterday, actually. Some real tough ones. Yeah, all right. We've got your posters. Maybe we should throw a prize at the Who Am I? We don't have a prize at the moment. For the well, no, we were just trolling it out towards the end of last yeah, year. Yeah, people ring up you. <laughs> And if they get it right, they, uh, they win a prize. Can we so. have like a hotline where people can like, you know, yeah, ring up you... and leave a message and then oh, no, put the details? Direct, direct to your line. <laughs> direct line. Um, and uh, yeah, so we've got uh, extra time returning next week. Uh, all our regular columnists too. Uh, Peter Lang with uh, Lang on League. We've got Mars Panther. Had a big scoop this week about an Isaiah Yo. Mars Panther hasn't stopped working deal. this whole... He's like, been very What's going on? Mars Panther. Unbelievable effort over the summer from the Mars Panther. <laughs> Um, and also, uh, of course, we've got um, the boys from Fox Sports back on deck. Um, oh, Russell re-signed. And Warren Smith. Um, Good stuff. Re-signed for the season. So looking forward to that. Uh, so, yeah, and of course, you can get that digitally as well. But head to westernweekender.com.au slash get a paper and you can uh, find out how you can get your hands on that. Make sure you collect every edition for the year. If you're in premiership year, you want to have every edition of, um, of extra time handy. If it Beautiful. We're worth some money one day. That way. And, of course, um, all your usuals as far as watching the games. Channel 9, Fox Sports. Um, nothing's changed. It seems like they're, they're all doing the usual. Yeah, same schedule. Thing. Same right. schedule. Might see some new graphics pop up. Who knows? Any new commentators join the mix? Do we know? Uh, well, I know Dan Ganane is doing a lot more with Fox Sports this year. Okay. Um, so I think he's sort of. And left, Matt Thompson's left his back other roles. for nine as well. Matt Thompson, uh, we're back. Penrith boy, of course, back in the Good. commentary box for nine. Welcome back, Matt. Um, and Peter Basoldis, who sounds exactly like Matt Thompson, he'll be on the, <laughs> be on the deck as well. Um, and of course, you've got all the. I mean, there's a million radio stations covering rugby league. It seems to be, hey. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and don't forget the weekend of celebrity tipping competition. Oh, back next week fresher. as well. There's some big names in there. Nathan, you're in there. I'm in there. Um, yes. Um, you're in there. Mark too. Levy from Two GB joins the oh, team. Oh, he's, he's joined, has he? Um, see if uh, see if he can beat everyone in Penrith. So yeah, looking forward to that. Good stuff. All right. Well, look, that's been it for uh, this special edition of um, of the weekend. Uh, 
podcast uh, in this spot on the record, of course, will return for another season uh, in the next few uh, few months. So if you want to be to on, I guess, not on the record, please get in touch with Troy Dodds. Yeah, yeah. I self-produce, you know, so give me, give me a call. But look, plenty of uh, to look forward to. Make sure you check out the Western Weekend in print every week. Nathan, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Give you an applause. There you go. <laughs> no, I was going to say, hey, we've, we've, what about the upgrade we've put in uh, over the off-season? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, say something funny. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Laugh really? Well. Gonna really go Did you get that from all, Amazon? Just press all the buttons. Oh, no, no. We Dick Smith. No, Dick Smith. Yeah. Damn. over a tandy, yeah. Uh, that's good. All right, well, that's it. Uh, good luck to the Panthers this year. And uh, let's see what 2023 brings. Let's Thanks, David. It. Thanks, Joy. Thanks, Joy.